Welcome to the Sade Dennis Podcast, right here on the Gum Network. We're back. Now, I know it's been a good minute, but don't worry. You'll still be hearing from amazing guests that will motivate and inspire you and help you get to the next place in your personal and professional lives. You know, the kind of guests to give you powerful insights from everything from relationships to business to even career growth. You'll laugh. You may even cry a little, but no matter what, you will grow. Today's guest is Jamar Camper. He's followed internationally by thousands and is the next big voice in relationship dynamics and self-growth. He's a businessman and mentor who tells it like it is with boldness, candor, and grace. Just tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you so much for inviting me on and featuring me uh, with you this evening. So um, I'm originally from Georgia. I was uh, born in Indiana, actually raised in Georgia, a Southern boy. Um, I then moved to Washington, D.C. in 2007. And now I am a commercial real estate consultant. I help investors and developers find their next uh, project, you know, taking uh, certain properties and turning them into multi-family uh, projects and condos and converting them, things like that. Um, also give them advice on what's the best and highest use of their properties. Also, I'm a licensed agent as well. In addition to that, I am a uh, part-time mentor to young men, and I did co-found a men's group uh, with my best friend who lives in uh, Florida. Okay. Okay, that's that's a lot, and that's great. You know, um, I love to hear people really following after their um, passions and their pursuits. Um, you know, I actually came across some of your writing. Um, it's and what I appreciated about it is, you know, you have a really good mix of it's like business, uh, personal development, relationship dynamics, um, and I was really, really, really inspired by some of your posts and your commentary. Um, tell us a little bit more about what inspires your work like some of your thoughts and commentary uh sure sure well i I, you know i should have mentioned i am an inspiring author as well but uh, i guess what inspires my writing is my own personal experiences and the experiences that others have been willing to tell me i've been told many times that i have a personality that makes people instantly feel comfortable um and sometimes people are willing to tell me of course lighthearted things that that have happened to them in their life and sometimes on the uh, other extreme end, um, dark times as well. So it's a combination of taking all those things and um, I guess kind of articulating it. You know, sometimes someone's, someone's told me that I articulated their thoughts um, and their stories that they experienced and went through. So uh, that has inspired me to write and I always had a natural gift for it, but you know, now I've just dug deeper and actually really wanted to use it. I mean, so it's funny because what I notice as well is that you have the ability to, um, how can I say, it's like on one hand, bust us up upside the head a little bit, but we don't necessarily feel like we've been busted upside the head. It's more like we're growing, we're learning, laughing, and it really attracts a lot of people, um, women and men. And I just find it so interesting that the women um, you know, you write pieces, I feel like, that make all of us self-reflect. So that's something that you, I guess, seek out to do. Like, how do you, what inspires that piece and what kind of drives that? 
Uh, well, my I've been told a lot of things about my writing style, but I, I've always seen it as it's blunt, but it's love. It's with love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, I'm not trying to hurt you, but I'm also trying to make you see the point. And um, you know, I want you to laugh, but also want you, like you said, to self-reflect on what I'm the point I'm trying to make. So, you know, throughout the years, I think I, my writing style was more of I'm just going with the flow, and then once I tr- came into my true essence, it really became about, you know, I'm hitting you with the powerful punch, but like I said, it's it's a loving punch. It's not one just to hurt you. It's a, a, a lesson within it and one that you will come to me later and appreciate. You know, you mentioned something just now that I find very interesting. We talk about your true essence. Um, you know, when I think about like chronological age versus like maturity versus life experience, um, can you just kind of hit on that point a little bit more? We talk about like your true essence, like how does that work? How do you define that? Uh, sure. Well, you know, you know, we're talking about my writing, but for many years I was actually ashamed of my writing, even though I have written many things and pieces and, um, have journals of, just different uh, essays and poems. I was, you know, I was actually hiding that type of stuff because I thought for a long time, no one's going to like this. It won't be accepted. Um, You know, I don't want to dig too deep, but it goes into the even essence of, you know, hey, you know, I need to focus on what what do most men do to be popular? Oh, they're athletes. I need to focus on being an athlete, even though I'm not the most athletic person and, you know, I love sports, but that wasn't my lane. So when you come into your true essence, you finally accept your true gift and what it is because you can't bless anyone, including yourself, with something that's not your gift. So once I fully, you know, came into my own, I, you know, just settled down, took a deep breath and said, hey, let me, you know, find out the true me and dig more into me. And I kind of found out, hey, I'm really good at this and people are drawn to me when I focus on my gift. When I focus on trying to be something else, I repel people. They don't want to be around me because I'm not being authentic. Wow. That's interesting um, that you say that because I, I always call that like leaning in. And I, it's so funny because I think people can be marginally successful at a variety of things that may or may not necessarily be them. And I mean, I'm not telling people quit your job because this does not necessarily align with your true essence. I mean, obviously you have to be smart, but when I think about leaning in and as you talk about kind of becoming and focusing in on your true, uh, true essence, your true self, is that to really uh, invest in, spend time and work on those things that are really us. And then you kind of see the fruit that is manifested from it. And I Absolutely. think it draws Definitely. people. Yes. Wow. Um, and, you know, you, you also talk about when I say relationships, I don't necessarily mean, okay, girl meets boy, and then that's it. Like, all different types of relationship dynamics. But in particular, as people do that dance, if you will, um, a lot of times people are speaking two different languages, and there's lots of different mishaps. What do you think is preventing men and women um, from having healthy and loving you know, relationships? Great question. You know, um, I do I do focus a lot on that initial attraction and those sparks and uh, you know those butterflies and of course the 
further things in, in the relationship, the things that got the relationship going. But as we all know, relationships do break down. And even even dating situations, they break down very easily in today's culture. Um, uh, now, if you were to ask this question 20 to 30 years ago, you would mainly just focus on the talking point, the, the, the essence of talking, of why relationships are not flourishing as well and and why, why don't they go as far as they can. But now, the essence of uh, technology being emerged in relationships has a big part in reason um, to why relationships are not working out or why dating is so difficult now. And uh, it, it goes into the, more than just the, the communication because now you have all these platforms, right, the social media, the YouTube, um, things, and things like that where now people, their, their egos are kind of uh, brought out. So now you're not just talking about two people talking, now you're talking about okay, well, we need to get it. We need to talk about who hurt me and why he hurt me, and you know who did this. So you got the woman and the man looking at each other, and now it's an ongoing onslaught competition of who hurt, who's hurt more, you know, who did more to each other, who suffered more, instead of trying to understand each other's, you know, uh, situation and what's going on. Wow. So how do you? How would you maybe share to kind of overcome that? I mean, do you just acknowledge the fact that, hey, maybe I've experienced hurt and this person has experienced hurt? Should I put myself in their shoes? Um, how should one kind of overcome that? Well, I think it, I think it starts with, of course, um, the self-work and looking in the mirror to say, okay, what have I done in the past relationship? before I even try to go into another one, because that's part of the culture now, too, is it's all about the next relationship. It's all about the next dating thing. Um, these memes today on social media, you know, they, they, they tear down the spirit, I believe, of, of the coming together. They create more um, fight, infighting than anything else, because you, it's all about, oh, your ego, someone feeding your ego to tell you, oh, this is how you should be treated. This is how, what you deserve. This is what... Um, it's how someone this is a, what someone should be bringing to your table and all this but it's like okay well what are you doing for that other person hmm. you know what are you what are you bringing to their life how are you being a blessing to someone else and you never hear the means of social media talk about what are you doing to be the better person it's always about I deserve this and that's the problem with the dating now is that social media is a drug hmm. and what, what what people do is they log into social media, they get their emotional high for the day, and then they log out. You can kind of call it a little drug dealing, if you will, wow. <laughs> mental drug dealing, where, okay, hey, I know I'm not really doing everything up to par as far as being uh, a better person for my next person. I just need to feel good right now. You know, so they log in, they get that high, and then they, they log out. So I guess it deals with the self-healing and self-work of saying, Okay, what have I done in the past that prevented me from going to the next level in, our, in my in my next relationship? And what can I do to be better for myself? You know, what have I? Um, what habits do I have that's preventing me? You know, am, am I angry? Am I if I'm sad? Why am I sad? Um, and why am I projecting that energy into another human being? Wow, that's that's major. Um, I know that this kind of in our uh, past conversations and whatnot. We've talked about 
are we really prepared for that person that we say we're interested in? Or, you know, whether it be a job or a person or what have you, you know, are we really prepared for the things that we say we want? Absolutely. You know, within dating, within anything, but mm-hmm. we're talking about relationships today. If the perfect person that you think you've been praying for and asking for and, you know, you keep uh, writing down on your checklist, if that person showed up at your door right now, would you be prepared for them? A lot of people, that answer would be no, overwhelming, you know, so a, a resounding no. But we don't want to tell the, tell the truth to ourselves and say, hey, I'm not actually ready for the person that I'm asking for. I just need them to be perfect while I'm trying to get my stuff together. And I'm saying stuff, you know, you know, quotation marks, but mm-hmm. people need to know that you need to be what you're asking for. Water rises to its own level. So if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to say, "Hey, I, I want my relationship, my next relationship to be healthy and loving," are you healthy and loving? Yeah. If you're if you're not the essence of what you want, then how can you request it? You know. So I, I think that has a big part to do with it. Wow, that's um, it's really a lot to think about, and I, I think it's such a good growth question, um, and it kind of hits, or you know, growth topic. I think it kind of hits right to the point. Um, because it's easy to look outward. It's like, do we want to look in the mirror or the microscope? I mean, many of us, you know, it's easy to look under that microscope or um, magnifying glass. But the mirror, that's something, first of all, that we can control. And oftentimes it's the last thing that we that we do. Um, question for you. Um, just in that dynamic, what do you think that, and I'm going to ask this two different ways, but what do you think that women need to understand about men in particular um, because you know sometimes we feel like well maybe men don't have as many complex feelings or emotions and what have you or maybe they kind of show it in a different way and I think it's easy to just um, misinterpret that or ignore that what do you think women need to understand about men to have better healthy relationship dynamics whether it be in a romantic relationship or just in general what should women understand about men well I think First of all, you have to identify whoever you're attracted to. You know, uh, once you identify that man that you're attracted to, you have to know his story. You have to know his history moving forward. And a lot of people say, well, you know, why should I focus on that? Because it's so easy to just focus on yourself and say, well, I need this person to be this for me. But you don't know but you don't know anything about the person you're interested in. So regarding woman to man, you need to know his story. You need to be vested into his history so that you can be in his future mm. and, uh, and make the future more successful for both of you. If you don't know anything about where he's been, what he's done, what he's accomplished, what he's not accomplished and why he hasn't accomplished those things, then you can't complain about, well, once if he doesn't reach there without you, that you could have been a part of that or, you know, it's the what if, could have type of thing. So you need to be vested in his story, know who he is today um, and who he possibly could be tomorrow, but see how you're fitting in that picture. And a lot of women nowadays, I think, don't do that because, once again, I, you know, I hate to bring it back to social media and technology. It's all about, okay, I need this person to bring this to my table or whatever, and, and um, you need to be this for me. But, you know, you got to ask yourself, if I want that high standard partner, what am I doing for them? Now, what do you say to some that might say, well, 
this he's a grown man i'm not raising a grown man i already have a son or you know he needs to already kind of have that work done i've done this i've done that and you know why should i invest in that like i've already done that great question but see that the, that this is the thing when you when you have that type of attitude number one you're preventing the future blessing but number two when you're putting out that type of energy what you're saying is he needs to be perfect and I can I can be messed up. He needs to be already there, and I can you know I can do whatever I want or how you know be wherever I am mentally, um, physically, whatever. And you you can't do that. I mean, it all really comes down to you said it earlier. People um, needing to heal, do self work. So we us us as humans, we're two humans. We gotta admit to each other. Hey, we both ain't perfect. We both have flaws. We both got some things we need to work on. But, you know, if we're compatible, then let's try to work on them together. Absolutely. Um, so then the kind of the inverse of the uh, question as well, what do you think that men should understand? Because, you know, sometimes um, just, again, in the whole dynamic, sometimes we can project. Sometimes we can just maybe say what we think we should say and it not be how we really feel. What do you think that men should understand about women? Once again, great question. The opposite way is sometimes it's men, not a sometimes, a lot of times we have egos, we got a lot of pride, and we kind of group all women into one category and think they're all alike. So if we're if we're if we are dating multiple women, we kind of treat them all the same because we think they're all alike without identifying. And when you do that, you can't identify who's the best woman for you. And how can you be the best for her? So you got to put your ego aside. If you if you have identified a woman that you really like, you have to say, okay, hey, what do she like? What she dislikes? Why is she this way? And basically, I, I, I guess, per, personalize the relationship. That way, you know, you can be better for her. Like I was saying earlier, all women don't like flowers. But when you put everybody in the same category, you're thinking, uh, okay, well, I'm going to get her flowers even though she don't like it because your ego is saying, well, girls like flowers. Well, if she don't like them, why, why would you do it? Wow. So what's interesting is that, what do you think that is? I mean, and I'm not saying that it's either men or women who do that, just kind of just go around this dating merry-go-round and um, kind of have like the next person waiting, like the multiple dating and I'm not necessarily in this question, I'm not trying to put a value on whether they should or they should not, but it's almost like bulk dating. So we talk about multiple dating and treating them all the same way. Like what, what will be the goal of, and I, I get it on one hand, but if you're treating them all the same way, um, is it that the goal is to wind the list down at some point? Like, how does that work? You know, if you're not really focusing in, like you said, treating person in a personal way um what would you well, say when you, when you first start when you first start dating mm -hmm. out hey you just trying to see what's out there what's going on what's the <laughs> check the scenery mm -hmm. and in all likelihood you're probably going to run into um multiple women that you could possibly be interested in but you're not really getting to know them because you're just running the gamut you're just uh, running through the motions and you start dating three women at the same time, and, you know, I'm, I'm just talking about the essence of going out with them. 
you're just thinking they're all the same. So, okay, I took this one to the movie. I took this one to the same movie. I took the third one to the same movie. You're not getting to know them. You know, you, you, you literally are just doing, um, you're just doing stuff just to be doing it, just to say, hey, I am dating. Because everyone wants to feel like they're trying. And that, but in essence, you know, you have to accept yourself. I'm not really making any, any real progress here, but you, you want that public perception of, oh, he tried. You know, he's, he's trying to meet the right girl. He's trying to do the right thing. So it does come down to, like I said earlier, for the women too, identifying which one that you like. And then once you, once you identify that, okay, what, it, what's about, what about her that I like a lot more than the others? Mm. And let me focus in on that. Not just say, all right, well, you know, hey, two women, all women like the same thing, so I'm just going to go along with it. Absolutely. I think that's really interesting. It's almost like quantity versus quality. And again, I understand that, um, you know, you don't start out perhaps focusing in on you know, this one person if you don't know them. But um, I mean, I've seen people just kind of hop on the merry-go-round and it's like, well, let's bring in the next actor. Let's, let's bring in, you know, let's go, let's swipe right or swipe left and kind of move on to that next person. I always say, well, there's a person behind that swipe. Um, you know, that's if a person is online dating or whatever the case may be. Um, and just kind of going after the next hunt. And I mean, men and women, um, both. And I feel like sometimes you do miss out on the, on the quality and the substance. I mean, if even learning about yourself when we just kind of treat each other like a commodity, like a, a thing to be quickly consumed and, and discarded. Um, so, you know, I think that what are we losing in ourselves? I think that small parts and smart bit, small bits of us kind of go along in the recycle bin, if you will, when we do that, you know. Right. And to, to add on that point, you brought up the whole technology and uh, Tinder swiping. And that's, that's what I was, you know, pretty much speaking about earlier is it's, you're not really getting to know anyone um, with the, 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 the emerge, I guess the emerging of technology, it kind of makes you just say, okay, I want the app to solve everything for me. I don't want to, you know, actually take the time to get to know anyone. Oh, I'm just, I'm just going to, um, you know, kind of skim through the profile instead of actually reading it. Wow. And I think what, you know, like everything, everything has a cost to it. You know, it's like energy. Everything that we do is an action and then a reaction. Um, and I'll say, well, what, what are we losing when we do that? Um, it, it was a question, I think we kind of bounced on it at one point, but when we think about, oh, this person may not be the best. And, you know, maybe it's, it wasn't that they are not going to have someone great like you in the future. Maybe it's that you were not great for them. Can you kind of expound on that a little bit? Um, because sometimes, like you mentioned, ego. That ego thing is something really interesting, and I think it's can either work for you or work against you. Um, talk a little bit more about that. Well, your ego, the, the, the thing about the ego is your ego can be the reason that you're successful in anything. You know, it can be the reason that you get exactly what you want, but, you know, at the same, same time, your ego can be the reason why you failed, why, you know, you disappointed yourself and others, and why you fell flat on your face. You know, it's, it's kind of like, 
when you start doing something, you're doing real good, you're doing real good, but then it gets to a point where you should stop and you don't stop because the ego is saying, no, go ahead, you know, proceed forward and keep, you know, keep doing it even if you're losing at it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing because lots of times we don't, we feel so rewarded when we think, oh, this person will never do as good as they would have with me or this, you know, job or this person or this, you know, opportunity, it won't be the same without me. And that may be true. That may not be true. Um, it may not have been the right situation for, but, but you, you know, and, and I think not to interrupt, but you know, a lot of people, when it's at that point in the relationship, when they're like, when they're saying, you'll never meet someone like me, I, you know, that first of all, that's their ego talking. But then again, you got to think to yourself, well, that's the point, not to meet someone like you wow. again, you know, because I'm not, I'm not trying to meet the same exact person again. I, in fact, I need to meet the person that's for me, like you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I don't need to meet a replica of you. So I always found that funny when people snap up and say, well, you'll never meet another person like me. Well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're right. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, I, otherwise, I'm repeating the same movie again that I already saw. Absolutely. And I think what a really reflective question that is. And I think sometimes we just need to get still and reflect and i think that it'll cause us to not fill our minds and our space with so much stuff so much busyness that prevents us from really first of all getting to know ourselves which is kind of you know coming back to the true essence of ourselves. um but it's such a distraction and then i think we end up repeating some of the same cycles and unfortunately some of those cycles could be unhealthy and you kind of go right back into that hamster's wheel of of, uh, of things in your life um, until we realize, you know what? Hmm, okay, maybe that situation just wasn't for me. You know, this person may not have been trash or, you know, the job may not have been trash or that thing may not have been trash, but, you know, it just wasn't for me. And maybe they found a better fit um, that have just maybe been more aligned with them, you know? You know what's so crazy? You mentioned that, a better fit. See, it's, once again, and keep bringing up ego, especially in the social media era, where it's all about cutting off the ex, making sure they don't have no access to you. You know, you cut them off your your profiles, and you know, you delete them off your phone, and you just you know, teaching them. Excuse me. You just teaching them a lesson. You're trying to teach them a lesson, but when you uh, when you really think about it. You probably could learn more from your ex than just going to the next relationship. Hmm. Expound. Yeah, I know. I know that sounds weird, but I've actually done that. I've I've actually taken out my dinner. Excuse me, taking my ex out to dinner before, mm-hmm. way after the fact of dating, and. To most people, that's weird. Why would you do that? Y'all supposed to be enemies. Y'all supposed to, you know, butt heads for life. And I just, once again, once I grew into that true essence and matured, I took out the ex, and we had the most pleasant conversation about our relationship, what went wrong, the essence of, you know, who who did what. And I probably learned more about myself in that 45 minutes to an hour than I could have just trying to move on to the next person and enjoy whatever the next person could be. Because if I'm not 
ready myself, then I definitely can't be anything for the next person. Wow, no, that's powerful. And I think that um, if if we could even do that, I think shows a lot of growth and maturity that at least at the very heart of that relationship, there was some type of friendship, you know? Um, and if it's not, I mean, I, of course, like, notwithstanding like abuse or anything like that, but, and if not, then we have to ask ourselves, you know, what did we contribute to that such a toxic dynamic? Because clearly it couldn't have been just one person. <laughs> I mean, Take clearly. Take two people to fight, you know, yeah. but uh, people don't, don't, don't want to focus on, and let's be, another thing too, is when you talk about the dynamics of the relationship or dating, no one wants to be alone because the social perception is, okay, if you're alone, then something is wrong with you. So people would rather stay in something toxic because, well, at least I got somebody, mm. you know, mm-hmm. or moving, moving on to the next person. Well, hey, at least I'm, at least I'm out here dating, but you still haven't filled those holes. So yeah, it's, it's like you're the boat, but there's still holes in the boat and the water is filling it up and that, you know, that's because you haven't healed, you haven't done the self work, still don't know yourself and you, you don't even know what you really like. You, you know, people, a lot of times people date who they think their friends are going to like versus who they're even really attracted to and who, you know, could really minister to their own soul. Wow. That's, that's a powerful thing right there you just said. So what do you, what are some of the things people can like immediately do? Because oftentimes we hear about self work and, and self-love but it's easy to get back into old habits like are there like should a person just pick up a book what you go find a support group what are some of the things you'd recommend of course you know the reading books is great um and you, you talk about personal development um i say stop dating <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you know stop going out you know stop doing everything uh because you, you you don't know yourself that well when you're just serial that's they call it serial dating and there are there's a saying i say there's a difference between being still and doing nothing you know when you're just dating just to be dating you you're not doing nothing you're not learning anything you just you're so worried about the social perception of you know being being the outcast like oh she or he can't get anybody but when you're being still, the door is open. You can listen. You can actually hear what, you know, what the things that you need to hear for yourself. And I think also when you're being still in life, the people that can actually give you wisdom come to you because your ears are finally open. Wow, absolutely. I mean, I think that even in terms of like activities, I mean, it's a great time to get healthy. It's a great time to you know, take care of your insides and your outsides. And Lord knows, I mean, that really, to do that well, it does require some time. Absolutely, absolutely. It it requires, and now, I I can't say a certain time, you know, because it could be three months for one person, it could be three months, you know, uh, three weeks for someone else, three years. Of course, you know, the time, it just depends on the person. How much self-work do you need to do? And, of course, the deeper the issues um, that, that you have, the more time you're going to have to do. But um, each person has to kind of personalize that for themselves. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with that. Um, this has been this has been great, um, Jamar. Can you just uh, tell us how can folks uh, reach you, get in contact with you? Obviously, I know you're online. Kind of give us your 
your info? So you can uh, reach me on Facebook. Just, you know, search my name, my first and last name, Jamar Camper. Uh, it's probably the easiest way. Also, email, uh, that being my first name, Jamar, J-A-M-A-R, dot Camper, C-A-M-P-E-R, one, at gmail.com. And I do have an IG account as well. Um, that's J-Camp World, uh, one word, J-Camp World. Wow. And what do you have coming? I know that you're going to do some more things. Like I think you mentioned uh, YouTube channels, some other things at one point when I saw you um, recently. Um, tell us about your kind of your upcoming things. Sure. So underway right now is the YouTube channel. You know, I'm, I'm doing, uh, I guess, some test videos and uh, a lot of um, subject matter. And so I'm going, I'm going to that phase. But I am writing two books at the same time. Um one is called, the first one's going to be called Supernatural Confidence. And the second one's going to be called When Men Were Men. Mm. Uh, so working on both of those at the same time, really busy schedule. And uh, I'm trying to self-publish by the end of summer. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's going to blow up. So make sure you save, save me a copy. <laughs> For purchase, first okay. First one, first edition to you. Hey. All right. I appreciate it. So, guys, uh, this has been great. Jamar, again, thank you. And, um, guys, for more information, uh, visit our website at www.thegumnetwork.com. And until next time, guys, we'll see you on the flip side. Have you subscribed? If not, what are you waiting for? For show ideas or to possibly be a featured guest, visit our website at www.thegumnetwork.com for more details.